1380 KCIM Sports presents KCIM Sports Rewind. A look back at the week in high school sports. Brought to you by St. Anthony Rehab Services. Here's sports director Jeff Blankman, John Ryan, and Jeff Honnell. A lot of postseason to cover today here on KCIM Sports Rewind. It's brought to you exclusively by St. Anthony Sports Performance Program. Once again, any athlete who wants power, strength, they can uh, get it with this eight-week workout program. Just call the great folks at St. Anthony, 794-5241. Be your best preseason, in-season, off-season, or late season in life like we are. You know, you can, you can actually uh, improve ourselves now, Jeff. You know, I have enough faith in those guys that if we went to them that they would be able to do something with us and we would be much more athletic than we are now. That doesn't mean we'd be athletic, <laughs> but we'd be much more athletic than we are now. It, it would depend on the definition of the word athletic, True, I think. Turning a coal into a diamond, yes. those guys can do over there. So. That would be Honnold. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Already throwing somebody under the bus. I like that. I like that. Uh, early in the show this morning, let's yes. get that first ceremonial tossing of somebody on the fire. Well, right I, know, I know he's listening today. I'll get, a fo- I'll get a text message here briefly that I won't be able to repeat on the air. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, we got a lot of things to talk about. We're going to talk about Carroll High getting the state tournament for yep. the first time in a long time. And boy, I tell you what, golden opportunity it looks like for Carroll High uh, with the seedings and all of that. So yep. I think things are looking good there. But we're going to start today uh, with what happened on Sunday. You got together all of the all-stars that we had, the KCIM Sports Rewind All-Stars, for a little uh, fun of the gym at Carroll High School. Yeah, what a what a fun day that was uh, on Sunday. Uh, had a really good turnout for it again. I, I, I do want to give a, a thanks to Randy Beeson and, and the entire Carroll uh, High staff that, that helps out um, you know, with the event. Um, they, they supplied dodgeballs for us. They supplied the basketballs and of course the, the facility. And you know, we put six racks so Randy actually has to go to one of the other gyms and get two racks and bring them up because mm-hmm. they only have four there at the high school and stuff. So it's, it's, it's really nice of them to, to put in the effort. And I thank everybody that came out on, on Sunday as well. But yeah, what a fun event. Um, we tried something different with basketball, um, with the Carroll boys basketball team, of course, playing at the state tournament today. There are a couple of seniors in Nick Mackey and Caleb Booth weren't eligible then to play in the all-star game. So that dropped some of our numbers down. Had some other kids get sick or not able to make it, you know, kind of late in the week on both the girls and boys side of things. So um, we were under 10 kids for both the boys and for the girls for the all-star game. So mm-hmm. instead of playing, you know, one, you know, a girls game and a boys game, we decided to go with a, a mixture of the two. And we came up with this idea of, of playing like old school six on six. So you'd have the girls on one side, the boys on the other. They'd still be teammates, just couldn't cross cross half court and all that stuff. Um, I think I went a few too many minutes with each of the halves. <laughs> ended up playing two 20-minute halves with continuous clock. We originally go, going to go 12 when we were going to have two mm-hmm. games. But uh, um, the second half of the boys, it, there was no defense played. It was pretty much who could dunk and, and a dunk <laughs> attempts, uh, which was fun, yeah. uh, you know, and stuff. And that was a lot of fun but uh, you know the girls I think enjoyed it it took both sides I think a little bit to kind of figure out Mm -hmm. because there was that 
what do I do with the ball when I get a defensive rebound? And I'm like, just chuck it down to the other end. We didn't have that you play defense against them and you yeah. know make them work it up. They just kind of chucked it down to the other end. So it was kind of, in a way, two half-court games um, is, is what it was. But after a little while, you saw the competitiveness come out in the kids and, and stuff. The one thing that really made me happy was when I, I got the pictures from Jeff Storyhan um, that we put up on our website and out on our social media pages. When you flip through those, you see a lot of laughs a lot of big smiles on the kids' mm-hmm. faces. They, they were enjoying themselves, and that's what that day is is all about. You know, they'll let the kids have fun one last time, um, you know, with that sport and, and enjoy themselves and get them together with maybe kids that they've heard of before uh, but never had a chance to meet, yeah. you know, and let them hang out a little bit and stuff. And so the basketball game was really fun. Um, Honestly, some of those kids probably haven't touched a basketball in weeks yeah, you know, because their seasons have been done and things like that. So it, it was kind of like getting back into the swing of something. It was. And and I did have a few people ask me, so why did you hold it the week before the State Boys Basketball Tournament? It's the first time we've ever done that. And part of it was, has got to look at is like, you know, some of our teams and some of our individuals had been done playing that were invited to this for almost four to five weeks. If mm-hmm. we'd have waited one more week, they would have been away from the sport about six weeks uh, and stuff. So we decided to hold it a week early. Probably won't do that now in the future because I feel so bad about you know, the Carroll boys not being able to participate in the All-Star game. Did have a conversation uh, with Chris Cuellar, who is going to join us next Tuesday uh, to talk about the state boys the baseball tournament, you know, the state baseball tournament coming back to Carroll yep. uh, and stuff. He was busy with state basketball this week, so we didn't want to bother him. But uh, we'll talk with him, and we're going to talk a little bit about that later on in the show as well. But, yeah. Uh, um, you know, he he. We I ended up having to call him on Sunday. I had messaged them on Wednesday and and tried to find out you know what what was going to happen with the Carroll boys when it came to the three point shooting contest. Um, I did talk to Chris on Sunday morning and he said that it was fine that they participated in that uh, and stuff. So we were able to get them um, out there in that. Um, but yeah, basketball game was a lot of fun. Dodgeball tournament was a blast, <laughs> but I, scary. Yeah, <laughs> I tell you what, let's. Let's just to, get, to put a picture in your mind, uh, all the wrestling guys uh, turn them loose with dodgeballs and yes. say, "Go hit somebody with these," yeah. and you can imagine what you're going to get. Yeah, and and the, what I did, I should have realized it because I knew it. You know, with so many of the Carroll wrestlers and Kemper wrestlers, even who had come up through the, the the Cardinal wrestling program, knowing Coach Naga well, I was standing about a foot and a half away from him, and there were some dodgeballs that were coming <laughs> at Coach Noggle, who was coaching one of the teams. I moved out of the way. Uh, mm-hmm. They were they were coming hard and they were coming sharp and they were coming high. <laughs> you said even people in the first rows of the bleachers moved back. <laughs> they did. Yes, I did go tease some of the basketball boys that had played in the All Star game. They were sitting on the other side of where the benches were at, and they were sitting in the front row. So I kind of walked past them and I'm like, "You guys are a lot more courageous than I am." But <laughs> they just laughed. They were young and they were paying attention, you know, and mm-hmm. stuff. So, but yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. And a couple of the wrestler boys pull up their their T-shirt afterwards and showed me the welts, you know, yeah. and stuff that that they where they had gotten hit, the red marks and stuff from where they had gotten hit. So, yeah, they uh, they they were chucking it. Uh, Pretty hard, pretty well, mm-hmm. uh, but I, you know, I I heard from a couple of wrestling parents, and I heard from a couple of wrestling wrestlers um, later on in the evening, and then even yesterday that they had a blast and and uh, they enjoyed it. I, I I think the interesting thing now is is we're going to have to debate the future of the basketball all star game. 
Because I think dodgeball might be working <laughs> its way in there for everybody. Uh, yeah, I heard uh, you know heard some from some basketball kids that maybe playing dodgeball might be even more fun than 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 playing the basketball game. So we'll see what we'll do in the future with yeah, that. Yeah, it's funny because when you play an all star game and a basketball game, you kind of like okay, you know, you, you give a little token defense maybe, but yeah. you're playing dodgeball, man. It is all out, 100% competitive. It is, and uh, yes. Yeah, so, so when you came back to describe that, that on that Monday. And I was like, oh, yeah, I could see how that probably would have uh, yeah. gotten a little out of control at some points, but uh, totally fun. Yeah, totally nothing fun. Nothing was done in a mean No, way. yeah, no, nothing done in a mean They were just competing, and they were playing hard, and I don't think there was a one of them that would have wanted it any other mm-hmm. way. Uh, but, yeah, it. Uh, I think my problem for me was, was I was standing right off of the court, like I said, just a foot and a half away from Coach Nago when the thing started. I didn't think and didn't realize in my brain that the balls were going to be thrown about 90 mile an hour, <laughs> you know, to start with. And, and uh, you know, and, until you once you got adjusted to, to mm-hmm. the speed of things, I think you were okay. But right off of the bat, I know Nick Brinks, um, they have the scores table now kind of at midcourt, you know, right off of the edge of the floor. Yep. Nick was sitting at the scores table doing the PA, and Honold was running the scoreboard. Those two both got up, took a few steps back into that little <laughs> We were kind of protected by the bleachers in that little walkway there in the middle because they both realized uh, immediately how hard things, you know, were oh, yeah. going to go. Yeah, yeah, so. that's that's that was it was a lot of fun for those kids. So uh, thanks so much for for putting all that stuff together each and every time. Absolutely. And then this is the this is the fun part. Um, when we got there that day, I announced to everybody. I'm like, you know, wrestlers, if you want to compete in the three point shooting contest. Have at it. Sign up. This is a fun day for everybody. Mm-hmm. Coach Nago right away says, the wrestlers are going to win that. You don't want them in that. I'm like, no, no, no. And he's like, "We're gonna, the wrestlers, some wrestler is going to win it. He said, guess what? Jaden Sword from South Central really? Calhoun Wrestling went out and won the boys, had the highest point total of them both. J.C. Christensen from Audubon won the girls' three-point shooting contest. They had a shoot-off, and yes, Jaden Sword, a wrestler, wow, okay. won the overall championship um, for the three-point shooting contest. So Coach Nago is right, a wrestler won. Oh, wise Coach Nagel. Yes. <laughs> he was uh, dead-on accurate with that one, so we got to give him credit for that one. We do, and, and I won't repeat what he said to Honold and <laughs> <laughs> when he came out to accept his Coach of the Year honor uh, for the wrestling uh, this year. So, uh, Probably better not. Yeah, yeah. So Let's talk Carroll High going to the state tournament. Of course, today it's going to be yep. an exciting trip. Hasn't hasn't happened for a long time. 2010. But yeah, it didn't seem like that long ago. But uh, when you look back, you think, yeah, there's been a lot of years, sub-state, sub-state, sub-state disappointment. Yeah. Uh, but now they finally break through. Let's take it back to the healing game. Uh, we'll go all the way back there. I mean, that's the first big road trip on the postseason yep. that the Tigers had to get by. Talk about that ball game specifically. I think for Carroll, it was uh, we're better than the seed we got. We should have been at least the two seed. Um, we're not happy that we have to travel to Healing. They went up there with a little chip on their shoulder. Mm. Uh, you know, I, I think they look at the schedule they played. Uh, they looked at the fact that um, they had some injuries with Caden Cook out late in the season for a couple of weeks where they dropped three straight during that stretch. Now, they won the last couple of games of that, uh, but did drop a couple of games in a row with him. Um, they looked at the fact that they had to forfeit a game that they had won earlier in the year, so that hurt their record a little bit. Um, I, I think they 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 did. I know talking with Coach Beeson, um, they felt they were at least the two seed. Um, Healing came in. 
you know, with with a worse record, but everybody was like, oh, they play in that 4A conference mm-hmm. and, you know, and all that stuff. And I think Carol went up there to, to send a message to the rest of the district that we're better than you gave us credit for, and they went up there and they proved it. Now, Caleb Booth had to have a big second half to get it done, um, but he did, um, and that's the great thing. I uh, It's one of the things I'm planning on asking Coach Beeson about when we talk in our pregame interview coming up later on this morning was, you look at their route. The Glenwood game, Glenwood totally tried to take Caleb Booth out. He finished with, I think, six points in the game. But everybody else stepped up and scored big. Then you look at the Helan game. Nobody else really scored much. Caleb Booth goes out and pours in 26, and they win. Um, then you look at the Dennis and Schleswig game. It was a complete team effort, again, where everybody contributed to that win. This team is, is can hurt you in so many different ways, and they've proved that, I think, through their run here in the state tournament so and that, far. And that's just it. The, the whole way through, they have done it a different way. Every game, they've yep. never relied on the same person each and every game. It's not like it's a one- or two-player team. It is a team, and the Dennis and Schleswig game really proved that. I mean, just a great game plan going in. Yep. Uh, Dennison has the height advantage. Carroll just sagged the defense in and clogged up the paint, and, and Dennison didn't have a response. Yeah, and out-physicaled them. Um, that was what was really impressive out physical them down in the post and then out hustled them out in the perimeter uh, did a terrific job uh, their their defense I've talked about it before I, I love watching this team play defense I think you might have had teams in the past that statistically um, had better defensive numbers I just don't know if they've had a better defensive team here in the last few years um, than what this team is when they want to lock down um, they really lock teams down they might give up a few more points per game and, and mm-hmm. those type of things but uh, the other interesting thing with me and, and, and with this team, and I'm sure it's probably something I'll talk with Coach Beeson about today in the pregame as well, is they're undersized, but yet, like today, they come in undersized against Dallas and Grimes, so they average eight more rebounds per game than DCG does. This is a really good rebounding team that everybody goes in there and rebounds well. That's interesting. I, you wouldn't think that would be the case. That big of a margin, anyway. Yep. One, two, you can see that. No, no problem. Uh, you take into account shooting percentage, too, yep. into some of that, and the rebounding stats. But that is interesting that they had that. And it's it's interesting the fact that they have played Dallas Center Grimes. They're the number one seed. Carroll High comes in the eighth seed. No fear whatsoever for Carroll High. Yeah, and i got to mention this. You made me think of this when you said shooting percentages. Nick Nurse, of course, the former Kemper grad up at Toronto, was watching their game the other night on TV. And I'm not saying this about Carroll, of course, but it was just a comment based off of what you said. They asked him and they were interviewing him at the end of the first quarter, like, man, you guys got eight offensive rebounds here in the first quarter. What are you guys doing so well that you're getting so many offensive rebounds? He goes, we're missing a lot of shots. (laughs) (laughs) Missed shot means opportunities Opportunities for rebounds. rebounds. But yeah, I I just, that was kind of funny when you you brought up the shooting percentages. It made Mm -hmm. me think of Nick's comment. But uh, yeah, yeah. it just it seems like I mean, Carroll High was not satisfied with making a nice run in the playoffs. Yeah. They were going to be very disappointed if they didn't get that win against Denison. Yeah, and, and you got four seniors in the starting lineup, and then they've got two more seniors uh, really that play a lot in Gus Collison and Zach Dirks off of the bench. And uh, you're right, this is a group that. You know, they've been a part of teams that have gotten close and not gotten there, and I don't think this group wanted that to happen again. Uh, you know, I talked with Caleb Booth after the Healing game, and that was one of the things that stood out to me in the conversation was, you know, uh, we we just didn't want it to end. We're, we're tired of, of things ending before they should. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, I, I, every team probably feels that way, but I think after you've went through it a few years, um, this group, two years in a row of losing 
before they thought they should and yeah. before they got to the state tournament. They just weren't going to allow that to happen this season. So what, what would you put your finger on? What's the difference between this team and the other teams that came so close to making it to the state tournament? Is it is it competition? Is it is it the other teams that are out there? Is it Carroll High themselves? I, I do think it's a mixture, and this isn't to take away from, from uh, this team. You look at some of the teams they had lost to in the past – you know, Sergeant Bluff Luton into the finals, Winterset into the finals. You know, mm-hmm. they were losing to teams that were playing in the finals. I don't think there was a team that was in their substate this year that was probably get to the finals good. Maybe this team was the only team. Them and maybe Harlan, who Dennis and Schleswig knocked off in the semifinals of the substate, might have been. Harlan was a top two team, top three team for a good portion of the season before I think maybe wearing down late in the season. They were on a slide a little bit the late part of the season. But this Carroll team uh, might be the the one team that come out of that substate that's good enough to be in the finals. And I mean legitimately mm-hmm. good enough to be in the finals. So let's talk about the game today. It's uh, deep Dallas and Grimes, of course. Yep. Uh, two teams are very familiar familiar with themselves. Uh, Dallas and Grimes, the number one seed. What puts them as the number one seed above everybody else? I don't think anything. I, you know, they got the number one seed. I, I think a lot of people believed at the beginning of the season that they were the best team. And I think for a lot of people that were in the sub-state finals, so that means the top 16 teams, there, there is still that mindset that this is the best team. Now, they could win it, not saying that they mm-hmm. can't, but I would say 3A is as wide open as it's maybe ever been. Uh, I think Carroll, as the eight seed, has a legitimate chance to think that they can win a state championship. I think everybody in this field has to feel like they do. This is not a DCG team that is head and shoulders above anybody. Carroll shoots better from the field. They out-rebound them. The one thing that DCG is really good at is they don't turn it over. Average about seven turnovers per game. They don't beat themselves. Defensively, they can lock down. They only give up a little over 40 points per ball game, about 45, 46 points per game. So defensively, they're really good. But when I watched them play against Carroll at that Gilbert tournament, Nick Brinks and I broadcasted that game. Carroll led for about 80 to 85% of that game and let it slip away late and then ended up losing an overtime 53-50. This is not an unbeatable team. They've got five losses. They lost to North Polk. They lost to Boone, two teams that Carroll has beaten already this year. They lost to a team by 29 earlier this season. If you get beat by that many, I don't think that, not saying they're not a really good basketball team, so don't get me wrong, folks, but what I'm saying is that doesn't mean that you're an unbeatable, Mm -hmm. clear-cut above everybody else, number one seed. Yeah, so that is an interesting thing about the field, too, is that you look at it, that they've got uh, eight versus one, obviously, Carroll yep. uh, can match up well with DCG. You look at that next round, maybe Winterset might be the favorite there. They split with them. Yep. Boy, you're talking a, 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 a first two steps in the tournament trail that are really kind of working in your favor. You're familiar with these teams. You know you can uh, play with these teams. You know you can beat these teams. Yep. Uh, and then it puts you in the championship game on Friday, and who knows what happens then. Yeah, absolutely. And then the bottom half of the bracket, I'll be honest, folks, I don't know a lot. I know Humboldt's good. They've got a, a lot of football players that were really, really good football team this year. Um, they're 21 and three, but they got to take on an assumption team. And I look at assumption, you know, they play against those big 4A schools. Now I know Heedland did the same thing, but assumptions traditionally strong as well. So they might be an interesting team. And then Decora, don't know a whole lot about them right now. Haven't done much homework on them. They're mm-hmm. 22 and one on the season. So most of your teams in the bottom half of the bracket are coming out of the Eastern part of the state. So you can look at varsity bounds. You can do some homework on them, but until I get a chance to see I'm not going to tell you how I feel like the Tigers would match up. I think the interesting thing in the second semifinal today 
And first, I want to say this. Thoughts and prayers go out to everybody in the Winterset family. Oh, yeah. uh, what a tragedy that happened uh, over the weekend in Winterset. But uh, how are they going to respond today in their game of Marion? What's the mindset going to be for them? I, I, I know KCCI put out a news story here, and I shared it on Facebook the other day that, you know, they're headed to the state tournament on Tuesday. Sunday, they're out helping clean debris, you know, mm-hmm. from the tornado. So where's the mind going to be for those young guys today? Yeah, it's it's reminiscent of Parkersburg, but yeah. that was a whole different time of year for Parkersburg. They weren't, yep. you know, it was summertime, and they had some time before the football season began. This is right before the biggest games of their lives yep. at the state tournament. So uh, you talked to Coach Beeson. Any different preparations for getting ready to play at Wells Fargo as compared to any other tournament game? No, no, um, not really. Um, I, I think the one thing... Thing and having a conversation with him Sunday after you know the All-Star game and stuff, just chatting with him was that um, I asked him, I'm like, you guys haven't been there since 2010, so this is going to be the first time these guys are going to have played in this arena in this situation. I said, how do you prepare them for it? He goes, we've talked a lot about it. Um, the one thing that is is he's just like, we, they're going to be in awe when they first get in there and first hit the floor, mm-hmm. but you got a minute, you know, during warm-ups to to kind of. Take it in. Take it in, and then and then it's got to be focused. You've got to be ready to go and, and start preparing for the game. Because this DCG team, as I said, they're beatable, but this is a really good defensive club. They've got five guys. They play five out, even though they've got some taller guys. They play five out a lot of times. They can get to the rim really, really well, um, and that's the one thing Carroll High is going to probably have to try to contain today. Coach Beeson been to the state tournament with, as a coach, head no. coach? Nope. This will be his first trip. So, But he's got he's got experience with Harlem. He Cyclone. does. Owns, Absolutely, you know, so he's, he's been there as a player. He, he understands has. that aspect yep. of it. So, uh, yeah, I can imagine. Uh, you just think strategy-wise. Yeah, I think Coach Beeson's done a terrific job with these guys. He has. He uh, this is this has been a great year for him in this program, and I think it shows exactly where this program is at. Because I don't know if a lot of people anticipated at the beginning of the season with what they've graduated the last few years that this team would be able to get there, and they've went out and they've got it done. Yeah, you said going into the season, I mean, uh, you took like there, there's a few teams out there that have a really good chance. Carroll High was one of those teams, yep. one of those two or three teams yep. that you mentioned there. So it's uh, going to be a fun game today, 140 the pregame and 2 o'clock the tip-off time, and they should be right on schedule. Generally, they are. Generally, they are, yeah. The the, the, the game before that's starting at around uh, you know 1230 or so. Um, they generally run pretty close on time as long as you don't have a game that goes two or three overtimes or something of that nature. You should mm-hmm. be in pretty good shape. Yeah, and then if they do win Thursday at 2 o'clock, will be the time there. And, of course, we just looked up the forecast for Thursday down in Des Moines. They're talking about 1 to 3. We're talking less than that here uh, in our area. So we'll, we'll keep an eye on the forecast for all that stuff. But should be fun. Carroll Tigers back at the state tournament for the first time since 2010. We're going to talk about some other things going on, some spring sports and the baseball tournament back in Carroll for the next for a couple of years anyway. We'll talk about that next on KCIM Sports Rewind. As the athletes at your house prepare for hard work and fun of the season, remember that St. Anthony Rehab Services provides physical therapy for any sports injury that may sideline your member of the team. Sports injuries can plague kids of all ages and keep them from playing the sport they love. Athletes will be under the direct supervision of a certified and licensed healthcare professional in the newly renovated sports performance facility. If an injury is keeping your athlete out of the game, call St. Anthony Rehabilitation Services at 794-5000 for sports injury and treatment rehab. It is KCIM Sports Rewind. Of course, we're getting down to the spring sports season. Getting ready for spring yourself. 
Tell you what, talk to the great folks at Carroll Lumber. They can set you up with anything you need. If you're going to be out there doing some landscaping, the fun work out there in the yard. They've got another uh, nice truckload of number one railroad ties. Really nice looking. Excellent for landscaping. Or if you're doing it for work, feed lots, fence posts, and more. Carroll Lumber's got it for you. they got four locations all around the area, so no matter where you're at, you got the great folks of Carroll Lumber behind you. Carroll Lumber with locations in Wall Lake, Lakeview, Odebolt, and right here in Carroll. So don't start uh, chasing livestock all over the place. Get those fences done and with the help of Carroll Lumber, and you'll be set to go and ready for spring. Let's talk spring sports because uh, this basketball season is going to be over by Friday for yep. our area. Yep. Uh, it's going to be a very quick turnaround to a lot of spring sports. Yeah, it's actually the following. Thursday, or you know, actually two Thursdays away uh, from this Thursday, the 24th is when the first track meet, uh, outdoor track meet, is scheduled. Um, we so got a whole lot of weather turning around to do to get that track we meet. We do absolutely, but uh, yeah, for Tyler and I, um, we'll be out taking individuals and team photos. I, I know we've already got some media days scheduled on the 15th, uh, so a week from today, and I think we've got media day scheduled almost day every day the rest of mm-hmm. the month of March. Uh, and stuff trying to catch up. So we're going to try to get out to all of our area teams and, and stuff and all the different sports that they have and try to get individual and team photos with all of them. So we're still in the process of getting some of those set up. But uh, Well, you're, yeah. you're talking track, you're talking golf, you're talking center, you're talking tennis. I mean, yes. there's four different sports going on, multiplied times two for yes. a lot of them. Yeah, um, I think I counted uh, already 44 different teams will be competing <laughs> in the area this spring between the four sports and the 10 schools. That we cover now. This is where the new sports website is really going to show off what it can yes. do. When you want to find out how a school did, you can look it up exactly by school and find what you're looking for without having to go through everything. Yeah, you can go by to the school. So if you want to look and see what Carol did or Kemper did or I can Manning, you can go to the schools link and click on whatever school you want. If you if you're more interested in just soccer or golf or tennis, you can go to the the sports one and uh, click on that sports drop down menu, and then all the different sports will pop up and you can go to a page that will just be focused on that sport Um, if you want to know what's going on with our college corner in fact I just uh, posted an interview in the college corner today that I did with Jonathan Dose uh, with the Carroll Boys swim team goes to school Mm -hmm. out over at Arweva he's going to be going to Concordia in Irvine um, to swim um, and also to further his education so caught up with him early this morning and got an audio interview with him so there's so many different ways to kind of find out everything that's going on. Yeah that is a terrific if you don't know where it is, sports.1380kcim.com. Or if you're on social media, Facebook, uh, Twitter, Instagram, it's uh, Carol Broadcasting Sports Network is what you want to search. Yes, uh, and YouTube as well. We've got mm-hmm. a YouTube channel oh, right, out there yeah. for all of the video that we do. So all of our video interviews, our video broadcast, all that stuff will be on that new YouTube channel as well. So getting, I, I tell you what, the, the winter sports season seems like it's busy all the time. Yep. It's nothing compared to spring. Yeah, spring, and spring is, is the coldest season of them all. It, it, <laughs> it's it, the it, cruelest it, one sometimes. Yeah, yeah. You get some track meets and some tennis matches and some soccer. Soccer's not been as bad, and partly because I'm wimpy. But you know, with <laughs> with most of the Carroll and Kemper stuff now at the new stadium, um, if it's cold out, I'll spend a little time walking around down on the sidelines. Mm-hmm. But then I go up to my press box and sit in there in the comfort with the heat on, and and I can still watch it and follow it. Unlike you know years ago go when it was up like at the, the high school fields up there by the middle yep. school and you, you had to stand out in the 40 yep. mile 
mile an hour northwest winds. The Little Siberia time. out there, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so, but, uh, yeah, it is it is crazy busy. Um, I'm so glad to have Tyler Bruner who helps out a ton with the spring and, and with all the sports and all the seasons and everything. So nice to have him on board. And then I thank all the coaches ahead of time. Uh, all of our coaches do a really nice job of sending us results and make sure that we have what we have. So I appreciate that. Going to be breaking in some new ones this year. So I'll apologize ahead of time that Tyler and I will be texting you constantly at night trying to find out how you did. So <laughs> You will learn their numbers very, very quickly. Yes, so yes. Spring sports season, looking forward to that. Looking forward to baseball, too. Uh, state baseball tournament they announced a while ago is coming back to Carroll. Remember what they said last summer? Nope, one-year deal, one-year deal. And everybody around here kept saying, you never know, you yep. never know. Let's go put out a great show and do a great job. And sure enough, the, the, the state baseball tournament back for several years. Yes, it is. A three- to five-year plan uh, to keep the state baseball tournament. And I know that the, the uh, um, Carroll Baseball Association, uh, that committee is going to do everything they can to keep it here longer than that. I've already heard some rumors about some upgrades um, to certain areas mm-hmm. of, of the baseball stadium over there that they're going to look to try and do uh, to be able to extend the contract uh, down the road with how long state baseball stays. But it was interesting to me when I posted the press release a week or two ago um, that state baseball was staying here in, in Carroll for you know the next several years. How many people just not even here in the area but outside of the area jumped on our social media pages and were commenting about that's where it should be and mm-hmm. you know those type of comments. So it's not just people here in the Carroll area that love the fact that the state baseball tournament for classes 1A and 2A is staying here in Carroll. It's pretty much the entire state is is happy about that. Yeah, I think so. It's it's just such a cool stadium to sit in and we're so happy to have the merchants back this year and yep. Carroll Kemper and all the weekend tournaments. I mean, uh, the grounds crew, Scott and those guys, they're going to have their hands full once again, but they are always up to that job. So best baseball facility in the state bar, this side of Principal Park. I and think. the one thing you branch in, Scott Parcher, the one thing that would probably benefit, and I don't know if they can, I, I think they could get it done if the two schools in the city work together, but there is so much activity, especially now with the merchants and with getting state baseball back. It would be nice if they could have a facility here in town where they could practice on and not have to practice on the field. You can tell, even as great a job as Scott does, that that field with as much Mm-hmm. use as it gets now does wear down some by the end of summer especially on the drought type of years like we had last summer and could potentially have this summer so I know in, t- in a conversation with Scott Parcher he said that he pitched it to the city 20 some years ago about you know trying to build just a practice facility somewhere where they could, yeah. they could practice honestly yeah that, that would be uh, much useful I mean that baseball stadium takes uh, a practice or multiple games every single day I think yes. during the summertime yeah well and now you look at it you'll have merchants practice, Kemper practices, Carroll practices, plus games almost every day for those mm-hmm. teams, and sometimes you're going to have double headers. You might even have a merchants game in the afternoon and a high school game coming up that evening. And um, a practice that morning. And a practice that morning. So uh, there's somebody on that field almost all of the time, and that makes it a lot more work for a guy who does an amazing job in oh, Scott yeah. Archer to even keep it looking as good as it does. Well, what a showcase for the town of Carroll. So yep. glad to have that back, and we're going to talk with Chris Cuellar next week. You next said? Tuesday he is going to join us here on Rewind. Yep. Alright, always fun to have him back on there and talk about uh, the facility and all of that. So, and Jeff is going to make his way down the state tournament later today. Don't forget, Carroll High, Dallas Center Grimes. 1.40 is the uh, pregame start time, 2 o'clock, tip-off time. Best of luck to the Carroll Tigers today in the state tournament.